get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Sliman Brothers, your local appliance expert. Online at slimanbros.com. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Always happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the voice of the blues. He's Chris Kerber joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Curbs, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Fellas, I'm doing great. Uh, an exciting day in St. Louis. Congratulations to City SC with the hiring of uh, Bradley Carnell. What a cool sports moment when uh, you get a new franchise, and it's such a big thing when they hire that first head coach. So that's that, that's a cool thing today to be reading up on that and learning about this guy a little bit. Yeah, it's been awesome. It'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about his philosophies and what what he's going to um, try to implement with that team. But it's been an exciting time for the Blues as well, coming off of the Winter Classic on Saturday night, now going into a big one against Pittsburgh on the road. This is the start of a, uh, a big stretch for the Blues. Pittsburgh tonight, Washington later this week, and then it continues next week with Toronto, Nashville, a couple of games against Calgary at the end of the month. Uh, this is going to be exciting. Exciting. Earlier today, Curbs, we were talking about these being potential measuring stick games for the Blues. What do you want to learn about the Blues this month? I, I feel like we know a lot about them thus far, but what do you feel like we can learn against these contenders throughout the month of January? Well, I, th- I think the first thing is uh, hoping and assuming that we are through the, the real impact of COVID on this team Uh I think really I would just like to see them stay healthy for a stretch and then see what this deep team can do completely healthy for a run. So, you know, I, I, to me, that that's the biggest thing. Look, these are all clearly important games. I mean, honestly, you end up with a game even against Arizona who right now is at the bottom of the league and, and you're, you realize those two points are so critically important. And when you just see the standings and you see Nashville win and flip over the blues last night, the blues have played 33 games now, but, You've got Colorado with four games fewer played, and then Minnesota with two. And I mean, Dallas is, is has got four fewer games. It's crazy to see what's going on here. And so you've just got to continue to make up points until the schedule starts to balance it out with games played. For me, this stretch is about staying healthy, continuing to play really good hockey. And I think if we get, Brandon, really specific in terms of then what, you know, what something on the ice, I would really like to see a run of six of nine, seven of 10 kind of games where you're holding the opposition to two or fewer goals. Look, there's no doubt that the St. Louis blues can score goals with 91 goals scored on the season. They are a very good goal scoring team. They've got one of the best goal differentials in the Western conference. I mean, without a doubt they can score, they can defend, but I still think that seeing those three goals against is just on a regular basis too much. And eventually that's going to catch up with you if the offensive goes in a drought. So I, I think on the ice, if there's a trend I'd like to see, 
it'd be the team goals against drop down over, say, 10 games where, again, you're allowing only two or fewer in, say, six or seven of them. Yeah, to that point, Curbs, we talked with Rick Tockett, uh, the pre and post on, on TNT yesterday, and he said that, you know, he can see this being an all-in year for Doug Armstrong for how good the team is up front and mentioned going out and making a trade for a defenseman. If you get to that point over this month where you find out that, ah, you still need a little help on that blue line, we've been talking about three different guys that seems to be in the rumors right now with Sherratt, Giordano, and Jacob Chikrin. If those three were presented in front of you, curbs and you were Doug Armstrong is there one guy that you would favor ahead of the others with with in mind the prospects and what you'd have to pay in return well I to, to me the one guy that uh, in that group knowing that you'd have to give up the prospects in return would be Chicklin and the reason for that would be he he, he has term on his contract he, his age and you control him for a while uh, to me you're more willing to give up prospects if you have that kind of player coming back it's a very different situation than, say, a Mark Giordano, who is a free agent at the end of the year. So, to, to me, that that would dictate that. Look, here's the one thing I do believe, and you, you guys have heard me say this for a little while. Your window of for this group, with O'Reilly in his prime, with the way Perron is playing, with this year and Vladimir Tarasenko, to be honest with you, has to be a huge factor in that. Um, and, and what you're seeing with this group, I do believe in that all-in factor right now. I absolutely do believe in it. I believe that right now you go for it, even if it does mean costing you a prospect or two for the future. I've related, you know, and I realize that these might be extreme examples because you're talking about guys that eventually ended up in the Hall of Fame. But Calgary traded Brett Hall to the St. Louis Blues in a deal that helped ensure them win a Stanley Cup. The the Dallas Stars Mm -hmm. traded Jerome McGinley to the Calgary Flames for Joe Newendike in a deal that helped ensure them win a Stanley Cup. All right? And and I don't think you would give back either one of those and trade those for the Cup. So I believe that to stay in the window, there are a couple of deals like that that's going to happen. And whether that puts a, whether that puts an Alexander Bulldog on the trade block or a Jake Neighbors or a goaltending prospect or whomever it may be, I believe you're in that window now. And if it fits within the cap, you make it work because I, I'd much rather see that than, than kind of go the other way and just wait and see what happens. And, and I think, I think as Doug Armstrong has proven before, whether it be the Ryan Miller trade or even a few other trades, and it's not necessarily one guy's right up against a trade deadline. Sometimes he'll move guys sooner and earlier in the year. We'll see how that one all plays out. But I believe Doug Armstrong has that aggressiveness in his DNA. Curbs, I'm going to admit some uh, ignorance here. How good is Jacob Chikrin? Well, look, I think he's he's really good. Uh, he's he's excellent. Uh, he's got an excellent shot. He can man the power play. At 23 years of age, there, there's still some growth. He's very mobile, but he's got size and he's got some aggressiveness to, to bang the body around as as well. Now, for me, the knock that I had, guys, with Jacob Chikrin actually was not the fact that this is a good young that this is a good young hockey player. The knock that I had with Jacob Chikrin was frankly the contract that the Coyotes signed him at the time. At the time when the, when the, when the Coyotes ended up signing Jacob Chikrin, who, by the way, keep in mind, he's still on IR right now. It was, it was a contract for $4.6 million a year. And you're sitting there going, How did, I mean, this guy had only played, I think, 50-something games in the National Hockey League, you know, maybe 80 and, or something like that. And, and he ends up signing a six-year contract, you know, worth over $25 million, I think closer to $27 million, to be honest with you. And I thought, geez, for a team that, 
you know, I, I didn't think that that contract was necessary, especially when we see how Doug Armstrong has managed the cap and kept guys to certain contracts until it came time to really pay them. So, but having said that, when you see the type of player he's developing into, this guy still has three more years after this year on a contract with a cap hit of four point six million. That becomes quite a value to this guy as he goes in there uh, towards free agency at twenty seven, twenty eight. So. You get a guy, uh, Brandon, that can play in every situation, and to me, a guy that could definitely step in and complement your top four. I, I know this is pure speculation here, Curbs, but I made the comp to uh, when the Rangers traded Ryan McDonough to the Tampa Bay Lightning back in 2014. In that trade, JT Miller was a part of it as well, but I mean, that was a King's ransom that it looked at. We saw Pierre Lebrun make a reference earlier today that Arizona seems to be looking for kind of a Jack Eichel-type return of what Vegas had to give up for Buffalo. Uh, do you see it being that steep for Bill Armstrong, or do you think it might be more prospects because are not prospects draft picks because they're they're more in terms of trying to rebuild things through the draft well look this is where you got to take the knowledge that we have of who bill armstrong is uh could i see him asking for that much right now absolutely you ask for the moon and you see who's willing to give you and you see where some of the first initial offers come in and then build and, and go from there so i could see that Look, again, for a guy that's 23 years of age and you've got under contract for the next three years, now he does have a modified no-trade clause that's in there, but I don't think you're going to be worried about that when it comes to this guy. And in the, and, and in the area, even if the cap's going to go up a million dollars, which it's projected it could do next year, but it's still considered this flat cap stretch, you know, you're getting some real cost certainty on a guy that could impact your roster. So, yeah, Alex, I, I think that, that that example you give is a good trade example because, I look, the hockey trades are so important. I mean, go back to when the Blues traded Eric Johnson to Colorado and got Kevin Shattenkirk and Chris Stewart. And I know Kevin Shattenkirk became the mainstay of that trade, but man, did Chris Stewart light it up initially when he was with this hockey team. You know, and eventually Chris Stewart went to, to Buffalo as part of the Steve Ott and Ryan Miller trade. You know, so I mean, when you consider, you know, everything that they did there, it, it worked out well for the Blues. The hockey trades are going to happen. And if you're the Arizona Coyotes, I, and, and where they're at and what they are going to do and what they are going to do with draft picks, this guy's value from a trade standpoint, to me, ends up being a lot more valuable than, than what he could bring to you on the ice. And the reason I say that is if you're going to finish close to dead last in the league, you're not talking about a turnaround that's going to all of a sudden happen in a year or two. You're talking about another three- or four-year turnaround. Well, when that happens, you're talking about this guy becoming an unrestricted free agent and about the, you know, and, and I, I just don't see that timing working out. So I, I easily see why a lot of teams could be kicking the tires on this guy. Yeah, they have 15 points on the season. Uh, the next worst in the Western Conference so far this year is Seattle with 24. My God, I didn't know they only had 15 um, points. It's, it's gone poorly for Arizona so far Listen, this guys, year. They're, 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 look, this, it, it's really clear what's going on there. And, 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 and I can, I'll give you a real quick history on this. Okay, go back, go back. 23 to 24 years ago, I, I was working in the American Hockey League. We were affiliated with the Arizona Coyotes. Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick were playing there. Shane Doan was a rookie. And, and, and Danny Briere was playing with us, eventually steps into the Coyotes lineup, you name it. Been watching that organization for a long time. There's a lot of good people that work on the inside of it. But the one thing that they have never done, never done, is developed a farm system and had players come up. You, you, you don't have the Robert Thomases, the Jordan Kairos, you know, and the things like that. It's just never happened that way. And because of land issues, because of 
of development issues that, that, that originally started with there the are two original owners down there in, in Burke and Elman, that this franchise just never really recovered. And then, then the league puts the building where they put it in Glendale and it's never fully succeeded there. Sure. They've had some good seasons. They've had some good years, but from an organizational standpoint, it hasn't led to consistent winning years. Like we've seen with the blues under Doug Armstrong for 10 years, or what we saw frankly for the blues when Bill Laurie owned the team, and Joe Quenville was the coach in that 10-year run. That hasn't happened for the Arizona Coyotes. Bill Armstrong knows this. That's why, basically, when he had to restock the draft picks because of what they lost for cheating on the, on, you know, with, with the prospects and a bit of a combine that they had, and, and some of the other draft picks that were traded away for Taylor Hall and for, and for Phil Kessel, he had to start there. And his goal right now is just to get to the draft. Just get to the draft and then start working his magic and building from there. So, I don't think it's going to be just Jacob Chikrin, guys. They're going to have some other deals, and the Coyotes I expect to see as an active team. Now, they still have to field the team, but I see them as having several players that could end up impacting the trade deadline. Yeah, they, as of right now, are scheduled, uh, according to Cap Friendly, to have three first-round picks potentially this year and five second-round picks. So if you want to know what the what the plan is there in Arizona, that, that should give you every glimpse at what they're trying to do. Hey, Curbs, we always appreciate the time, man. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy out there, and uh, we wish you all the best. We'll talk with you again soon. All right, guys. Talk to you next week.